Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is Maria Luhufed, and we're going to be talking about her new documentary entitled Calendar Girls, which is a quite an interesting documentary. Welcome to the show, Maria. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So the audience knows, I always like to tell them in the beginning, what is this documentary about? Oh, it's a documentary about a dance team called Calendar Girls, and they are in Southwest Florida. And the dance team is for women over 60 and they have been doing this since 2006 but we met them like four and a half years ago and we just thought at the when we just saw them we thought oh this could be something this could be so interesting we need to to do something maybe we didn't know but it turned out to be a full-length documentary it so how did you meet them? Because I'm curious about how this all came about. Yes, my, my dad used to live in this particular city every winter for many years. And we went there for holidays. And this time we had decided to stay a little longer. And we we, we I did this film together with my, with my partner, Lova. And we have two kids together. And the youngest one was just three months at the time. Wow. So we decided to stay a little longer. And the oldest one was like three. And he was crazy about cars at that time. So so we thought, okay, we need to do something that he likes. So we went to a kid's event called Touch a Truck. There were a lot of ambulances, police cars, everything you can think of that a three-year-old boy would love. But there were also the calendar girls. Mm. And they started to dance at at a truck actually and we were just so fascinated as I told you so it was yeah it just it, we stumbled upon them actually how did you uh, choose I mean there's so in, so many interesting things about this film and you know it's it's inspiring for everyone um, it's also, it's interesting that my my other interview that I'm doing today is called my so-called high school rank which is about high school students getting into college but also pursuing the arts you know, many of them are going, you know, pursuing um, acting and singing and dancing, and, and there's actually a musical in it. And I thought, what a great juxtaposition uh, with this film. You know, here are, those are teenagers starting their journey, and these are women over 60 who have lived their lives and yet are finding their inner joy through dancing and entertaining at this stage. I thought, what a wonderful, you know, bookend um, to both of these films. Um, uh, for people to watch, actually. Uh, so tell us a little bit, because it is kind of, your, it's a, a golden year story. Um, and that, you know, but how did you choose? Because there's quite a few women in this uh, in this group, the Calendar Girls. Uh, let's talk about the woman who started the group and why she started it. And then some of the uh, various women that you decided to follow in more detail. Yes. And first, I just want to say that I'm happy that you, you see it, that you compare it with this other movie, because we see it like this as well that this is a coming of age film as well yes. but at a different phase of your life but there are a lot of similarities between the teenagers and and being 60 some of them of course there are a lot of differences but there are similarities too yes. but okay let's start with Catherine yes she's the leader she's been the leader from the start and the and the group couldn't the group couldn't be like it is without her. She's so important for, for this group. And she started this with three other women. Another one, Tina, is still in the team. And they started it in 2006 for uh, like a dance team for a basketball 
basketball team. But when okay. the when the team basketball team folded, they decided, oh, we want to still we still want to dance, we still want to do this. So they just continued. And Catherine is so she works with this so much. She works with it sixty hours a week. The the dance team does more than hundred shows a year. They perform. They practice at like three times a week so it's just everybody's very dedicated but she's very very dedicated yes. to this group and she also told us one time that when she when she got retired she wanted to find something that took even longer time than golf because her husband is playing so much golf so she said okay i want to find something that's even more time consuming and she 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 really did yeah, she did i mean she is so dedicated um she books out for over a year in advance. That was really kind of amazing. And that she was so detailed about what the costumes would be for each one of those performances and so um, disciplined, um, very, very disciplined. And she didn't put up with any nonsense from anybody either. I mean, you know, it's like you have to be in this, you have to stay dedicated to it, you know. And uh, I think that, but everybody who is involved in it, loves that, loves that dedication and being involved on that high level, because that is a high level of commitment, especially when you're retired to do something like this. And if it doesn't fit, maybe then you don't, then you don't stay actually. So, right. but it's, uh, she's a former teacher. So I guess uh, you, she has a lot of experience. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That now makes a lot more sense, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Because that's exactly how she, she looks at it, you know, just as a teacher would be planning, you know, the school year and what they're going to, what she's going to teach the kids. And so it's the same way here, you know, interesting, yeah, very interesting. But it's harder sometimes with, with women in their 60s, all volunteers compared to being a teacher for kids. It's it's uh, could be harder sometimes. Yes, yes, I can imagine. So let's talk about some of the women you decided to follow. Um, and they're all be beautiful women inside and out. Uh, let's talk about the woman who was a former policewoman. And uh, then let's just talk about her story, why she's no longer a policewoman, what she's doing in Florida now, um, and how she came about and uh, finding the calendar girls and what happened on her journey. Because I thought she was, it was a very touching story. I cried. I have to tell you, I did cry through this film. Oh. <laughs> so. yes. yes, Nancy. Wow. She's been, a, yeah, she's a former police officer from Baltimore, Maryland, and she worked in the police like, um, like in Vice, like an undercover in, in Baltimore. So that's a very different experience than being a calendar girl in Florida. Yes. But she lost, she lost her hearing. So she had to quit. It's very hard to be a police if you can't hear. So, and she started to, so she joined an electric company and she moved to Florida. And then she stumbled upon the calendar girls at the flea market. And she thought, oh, I could do this. I want to do this. And when she was younger, she had, she's one of the more experienced dancers as well. And when she was younger, she decided, oh, should I be a police or should I be a dancer? Because she was a very good dancer, but she decided to be a police. But now she got a second chance to be a dancer as well, but she's still working as well. She, she's the youngest person on the team, or she was, because I don't know how much I want to tell you what happens in the film, but yeah, she she had had to quit. 
but she's still in the team somehow. She is. She's doing because she's a good dancer. She helps out with the technique, helps new girls, and she does some costumes and she helps out with whatever she can. But it's hard for her to dance right now. Oh, I'm so, um, and it will ever will be. Sorry, say that again. And it will, and it will be hard for her because of her disease. So. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that. It's you know, and I'm happy to hear that she's still involved because yeah. that was really important to her. And um, yeah, but I was sad, you know, because she couldn't continue. Uh, we would, I don't think we'll be giving away too much if we say she has a really rare disease, actually. I've never heard of anything like that before. Had, had you? No, no, I haven't. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's rare. It's it's complicated disease. Yeah, it is. it is. It is. So I'm happy to hear she's doing well and still able to participate because I know that was so, so important to her. So yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, this, I'm really interested in the um, also the woman who uh, created a lot of the costumes who, uh, I don't know if she just recently got married, but she was married and her husband took her to away to, I think, believe North Carolina. Uh, for the summer, but it extended much longer than the summer and uh, her story. I was wondering if she was still married or not after that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they are. They're still married. But it's uh, it's been, yeah. You know, I don't want to talk too much about their private lives after what happened in the documentary. We, we choose to, you know, stay. Okay, we filmed for these years and that's what we want to to talk about and what we want to show but i can tell yeah they are still married yes but let's talk about her story i mean a little bit about her journey there yes she she's a former um what do you call it she worked at the miami airport air traffic controller uh no like immigrant control oh okay yeah TSA, I don't know. And then she's she's been she's been reti- when she got retired, she thought, okay, I I'm so bored, I need to do th- something. So so she tried everything. She tried to to cycle. She tried to a lot of sports, and she's but she was still bored. And then she had a neighbor that introduced her to the calendar girls, and for her. It means so much. It's it's not only the dancing. It's also uh, she found her creative bug. That's what she told us because she's never done anything as creative like this. And she's doing the a lot of the costumes and a lot of the 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 hats that they wear. And she just found her herself in many ways. I believe because she's so talented. She's extraordinary the hats that she does that's that's so good yes yeah so i think you know which so gratifying about the calendar girls is that so everyone seemed to have found their inner light their inner uh artist yeah uh, and, and for her that's really true it's just she really is an artist but she didn't know before she didn't I think that's came through for a, a lot of these different stories that they didn't realize they had this particular talent until they got involved with Calendar Girls. And I think that was what made it yeah. so rewarding for all of them. Yeah, I think so. And that's what a lot of people, a lot of them, because with the film focuses on like five of them more, but 
we did a lot of interviews with many of them before we had to cut it down. And most of them told us this, that it's been a an experience, a bit of a life changer, actually. That's what's so wonderful about it, you know, too. You know, that yeah. when you can, uh, Nancy forming something like this that can change so many people's lives uh, for the better. And uh, as I said, find, find something that they're passionate about. I think that's what's so important as you get older to always have something that keeps you going, that you're passionate about, that you love doing. Uh, it gives you a reason to get up out of bed every morning because uh, so many people retire and then they, you don't do anything and, and just sit in front of the TV, which we saw also, uh, you know, on another, a little bit, but not with the women. <laughs> so. well, but it's also a big difference from being over 60 these days from being 60, like 30 years ago. If you have the health and many, many have, many are healthy, then you have so much to give. It's a big difference being a, a grandma these days than from my grandma when I was younger. So. Totally, totally. You know, and every year we, they say, well, the 60 is the new 40. And, you know, and yeah. it changes <laughs> it changes all the time. 70 is the new 50. Uh, you know, it's ageless. And as long as everyone has their health, which is the most important thing that yeah. we all have. I mean, that's it. You know, you may not have money, but as long as you have your health, you've, you're a rich person. Uh, because once that goes... You know, the quality of life goes also. I love the discussion talking about quality of life that the women had about assisted suicide. Let's get into that a little bit, uh, too, because I thought that was really interesting how they were all talking about that. Yes, it was. Yes, we filmed that one late evening and we were so tired. We actually, we had filmed all day with Nancy dancing and we did that we had decided to to film them these four women when they met at Fran's house but we didn't really know what would happen we did we just thought okay discuss we had some topics that they could discuss if they wanted to but we just roll in and and they just started to talk like like women do that like we all do when we just sit down with friends and then they happened to start start talk about assisted suicide in a very actually a very it's it it's actually in a very funny way yeah so it was very hard for for me and Lova not to not to laugh actually we were standing behind our cameras and just trying not to make any sound because it's it was a very special situation <laughs> um, just just happened and, and we're so happy that they were wanted to share this because I think people talk about this. You talk about it with your friends. Yes. Of course you do. So I think so many people um, think that assisted suicide is something that we should make legal and it should be able to die with dignity if you choose to, if your quality of life is no longer the way you would want it to be. Um, I think that, you know, personally, I think that's something that we should be allowed to do. I mean, it's it's our life, you know. But I loved how they were describing the best way to do it and how men would do it and how women do it. And not leaving any traces because they, they've been taking care of, of everyone in their lives. And and also when they die, they still don't want to anyone else to, to you know, pick up for them. So that's, yes, it's funny. It and it's, funny. yes, 
It was. It's so important that we discuss these things, I really think. I think so. I think so. I mean, certainly with our families, uh, our loved ones, I think it's an important conversation to have as you're getting older. Uh, definitely. I, I really do. Uh, let's also talk about the, uh, she was beautiful. I mean, the woman with, and I, again, I'm so sorry, I don't remember everybody's names. But oh, I actually don't think get her name in the film. She, her name is Patty. I, I know Patty. she's so beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous, really gorgeous. And she went off because her daughter had a, a baby. So she went up to help take care of the baby. But uh, then she decided she wanted to come back, you know. And it's about the struggle being a grandma and still wanting to do experience your own life. She wants to do both. And I think she 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 can. You don't have to be only a grandma or only a calendar girl. But it's, right. of course, with the calendar girls, it's a lot of it's a lot of work. So, yes, but she's she's the new member in the film. So we follow her when she gets into the group. So she was really we decided to follow her from the start because she happened there. There are new girls. There are always new girls in the calendar girls, always. But she happened to be the new girl when we started to film. So so she happened to be the, the character in this film. And we're very grateful for that because we love her so much. And she's, yes, she's so beautiful. And she's so, she's practicing so hard to, to do this because she really wants to. And she shared so much of her life with us. So we're really Grateful for yeah. that. No, she she is she's beautiful inside and out, and uh, yeah, and then you know her journey, and then we're what, still come, sorry, we're still friends with all of them, and she's yes, she's fabulous. I was going to ask you that. Have you continued to follow them? Have you thought about doing a follow up, or are you just following up with them because you spent so much time with them? Well, we're not planning on doing a follow up. I think we have to move forward to something else. But of course, we're in touch. We're in touch with them, especially the the women that we we filmed so much with, because we filmed for so long, like two years. We went back and forth from Sweden to Florida with our two kids and bringing Lova's parents with us as as grandparents, as babysitters. So we invested so much and we spent so many hours. So you you get close to to at least some of them. So yes, we we are in touch. We. But no, I don't think we will do a, a follow up. Maybe, well, maybe I don't. I won't say no, but not not now. <laughs> what was the hardest part? You you said you shot this over two over two years. Was it during COVID uh, when you were shooting? Oh, we were so lucky. The last thing we filmed was in January 2020. Oh, good. And we had decided we our plan was to go back to Florida one more time. And to film a few things, but we realized after a while that we couldn't because the borders were closed. So we had to hire um, cinematographers in Florida to help out with with uh, some parts. But we were lucky because we had filmed what's most important for the film. We could just, it was more like, oh, we need a footage of this sign. We need a footage of this city. So we were able to do that from Sweden with hiring. That's great. That's great. You know, lucky you that you finished right before COVID hit. I know that that would have been so hard. They stayed home for a few months, like everyone, and and filmed themselves, danced. They still practiced, but from their homes, sending videos to each other. Then they started to meet up at the parking lot and danced at a distance and with the masks on and everything. So they did, 
Yeah, so they never stopped. They continued for, during COVID to continue. Yeah, to go. they continued, not at the same level, of course, but they they continued. So, and then Florida opened up pretty pretty quick, if you compare to right. to the. But also, they did. They every Tuesday they do um, a show at the nursing home, and of course that they had the shows outside instead of inside. So then, and they were masked and everything, but. Now they're back. Now they're there. I think there are more members than ever, and there are more shows than ever as well. I think. <laughs> I don't know, but I think so. That's good. That's good to hear that. You know, they were able still to continue during during COVID, and and being in Florida, yes, it did open up sooner than a lot of other states did, and and so and, it, and you have the opportunity to to perform and practice outside all yes. year round, and that's also a big difference. Huge I difference. Guess. Huge difference, yes. So, have there been other groups, have they, um, in other parts of the country, uh, who have been, you know, do you, are you aware of any of, you know, calendar girls groups start sprouting up in other parts? Yeah, we found a few dance teams. I think there are in quite a lot of cities in the U.S. And some of them have reached out to Catherine after seeing this film and there are also a lot of dance teams in this specific city i think there are like five more dance groups for for women over 60 in this wow. in this city so it's i think calendar girls is the the largest and the maybe the most dedicated i don't know but it's but it's so it's not that uncommon it really isn't interesting that's great that's great so for everybody go out and look in your community and see if there's any uh dance groups for women over 60 i think that's yeah, marvelous Yes, definitely. You've um, this film has shown at quite a few uh, film festivals, including Sundance, and you've had uh, you've won some awards, and uh, it has gotten great reception. Um, so, kudos to you for that. I think that's very exciting. It's it, as I said, it's an inspiring, fun film. Um, where can uh, people see Calendar Girls? It's now has a theatrical run in the U.S. It's at the limited cities, limited theaters. But if you can go to calendargirlsfilm.com, it will be updated when more cities are added. So just go in there and see if you can see it in your in your city. In your city. And that will be until uh, February 21st, I believe. And that's be, then it will be released on VOD. And 2023, we're talking about. Yeah, yes. 2023. Yeah, so. February 21st, 2023. And then it will be on VOD after that. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. What are you working on now, Maria? Oh, we're still working so much on this release, but we have a few ideas that we that we were, are very soon to start in Sweden. But they are some international. Uh, they are international as well, but uh, we will we will we have to at least start working from Sweden. Our oldest son is seven now, so he's in school. So we have to work a little bit differently than we did with Calendar Girls. Right. And also maybe do more cooperations with other directors around the world. That's oh, wonderful. So. Great. Well, I wish you much success with Calendar Girls. Everybody seek it out. It is, it's inspiring uh, for any age, actually. So, uh, it, you know, never, never think because you're a certain age or uh, gender or whatever to, that you're 
give up. Just keep going and finding your passion and your, your truth and your light and just, you know, live your life in a beautiful, wonderful way. And that's what this film shows you what to do. So thank you, Maria, for being on the show. And again, much success with Calendar Girls. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on the podcast. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampryshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.